Hello, this is Damien, the tall, friendly atheist dad. I hope you're having a great day, and welcome to the Tall, Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Every now and then, but especially when I'm tired, sleep-deprived, and dehydrated while suffering through what seems like countless hours in a soulless data center, I sometimes have lyrics pop into my head from the songs I used to sing in my Christian days. Now, truth be told, I still have Christian songs on my phone. A funny incident happened the other day when I had my phone in shuffle mode. I was listening to the album Live in London from the band Zeal and Arda, and the lead singer was thanking the crowd for being such a good crowd and, and all that. And then he said, they're going to finish with one last song, Baphomet. And then at that instance, the track stopped and went to the next track, which was God of Ages from, from Hillsong. I thought that was funny. But what, el- what else is funny? I thought it'd be funny to go through some of those song lyrics from my Christian days. Songs I used to sing with gusto and believe they were written with divine inspiration. But now, some of the lyrics from those songs make me want to shrivel up in embarrassment. I'm not going to sing these for you. If you want to hear what they actually sound like, there's a thing called Google. I'm just going to read the lyrics out for you to consider how cringy I think they are when all the notes are taken away. These first few seem to be from a time period when God hated choruses. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons has Father Abraham. I'm one of them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Turn around, sit down. Or how about, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Whoa. He's the king. Or, what about this one? Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It mustn't suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army he shall lead. Till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. Or what about, trust and obey, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. And this last one here brings back particularly cringy memories. It's a great thing to praise the Lord. It's a great thing to praise the Lord. It's a great thing to praise the Lord. 
walking in the light of God. Walk, 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 walk in the light. Walk, 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 walk in the light. Walk, 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 walk in the light. Walking in the light of God. And in my church, this was accompanied by the really lame walking slash shuffling from side to side while offbeat clapping and trying not to knock the chairs over in the in the in the congregation. Now, there seems to be something in the fact that these songs tend to not be too long, with the, with the odd exception here and there. Um, especially later into the 80s and 90s you go. They're easily memorised. And when they're sung in the service, they're sung over and over numerous times with great enthusiasm. Which gets me thinking, if I stumbled across like a timeshare presentation or an Amway meeting or similar, I reckon I would encounter similar things. An energetic and upbeat atmosphere that is designed to cultivate and influence your emotions and senses to be receptive to the message being given and to the subject matter at hand. In other words, hyper-emotionalism. Getting people G'd up. Getting them to not think, but to feel. Because in all seriousness... If I tried to present any of the lyrics from the songs previously and tried to present those lyrics as rational statements, it would be like trying to rationally convince you that Gargamel needs to capture Smurfs to turn them into gold. Which then got me thinking, what are some other ridiculously cringy songs that will be laughed out of the building if they weren't glorifying the supposed creator of the universe. This next one is Good Good Father by Chris Tomlin. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. That first line, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, plays into the fundamentalist whitewash of God. God, he isn't this evil overlord that all those nasty, evil atheists think he is. He's a loving father and never does anything without a good reason to, even when he's killing people or endorsing slavery or having innocent people executed. Also, I've never heard of anyone who has audibly heard God's tender whisper in the dead of night. I've heard plenty of police sirens, but never a God whispering to me. Maybe I'm hanging around with the wrong people. 
The next song I want to briefly discuss is Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. Fight till I'm found. Leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. I remember some debate in the Christian community at the time this song came out about calling God's love reckless. But let's just go over those lyrics one more time. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. I struggle to comprehend how people come up with these weird, nonsensical sentences like this. Modern Christianity is a hell of a drug. Or we get to the next part. It chases me down, fights till I'm found. I couldn't earn it, don't deserve it. This song could also be named God is my stalker. And what about this next one? What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. This, again, is hyper-emotionalism set to music. How does prayer relieve burdens? Except for the asinine fact that it makes you feel good that you believe you have a special friend who is able to control material reality in your favour. Yes, I can tell you that when I prayed, I felt a peace in believing that my requests were heard by someone who cared and was capable. Except for the life and death stuff that mattered. The one time in my life that God had a chance to resurrect someone in front of my eyes and get my life back on track, he didn't. So I'm not too sure what Jesus is actually uh, is actually bearing here. But I want to finish with this last song, Healer. A song that ties me back to my hometown. You hold my every moment. You calm my raging seas. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. I believe you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. This song was written by a gentleman named Mike Gugliomucci in 2006 in response to a diagnosis of cancer. The song indeed is a very nice song and is effective at what it's aimed to do, 
make people feel like they're the favoured children of the creator of the universe. This song was even included in the Hillsong Live recording, This Is Our God, where Mike Guglielmucci himself performed the song on stage while wearing an oxygen tank and nasal tubes. However, in 2008, it turned out that Mike Guglielmucci faked his cancer diagnosis in order to cover up a pornography addiction. And that set in motion a number of controversial events and opinions from there. But even then, let's let's ask, does Jesus walk with people through fire? Not that I've ever noticed. Does Jesus calm raging seas? Not that anyone's ever observed. Does Jesus heal of disease? Well, no. Otherwise, Christians, and especially Mike Guglielmucci himself, who wrote this after a cancer diagnosis, or a fake cancer diagnosis, wouldn't have needed to see doctors to relieve the cancer he told everyone he had. So on one hand, he's saying, Jesus, you're my healer. Then on the other, he was seeing specialists to treat the cancer that he's seeing that Jesus is healing. Well, sorry, fooling people to believe he was healing. And this is the thing. When I think back on those songs about something I can't rationally prove exists. It's literally all it's literally all emotionalism. It's all pretending. It's all superlatives and flowery narratives and things to G you up and make you feel good. But it's not really there to make you think. It's just there to make you feel. And if you want to prove the point, imagine if your church suddenly didn't have have worship during the service. What would you do? Like, sure, you know, if you walk into church and the pastor says, okay, there's got to be no music this week. Well, look, God is still there, right? Does God need to hear you sing things about him? Does God need you know your words of praise to make him feel better? No. The music is for you. Well, I should say the music is for the Christians to make them feel better that they're singing to the creator of the universe. And when I think back at some of those cringy lyrics that I used to sing with gusto, I cringe myself out. Some atheists say that the fastest way to get someone to be an atheist is to get them to read the Bible. Maybe the second fastest way should be to make them read some worship song lyrics.
If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe and rate it on whatever platform you find it on and share it on your social media. Continue the discussion on the discussion post as well as check out more thought-provoking content over at www.tallfriendlyatheistdad.com. If you wish to be a guest, would like me as a guest on your podcast or platform, or even to be a sponsor, head over to the Twitter account for this podcast, at TFADpod. But the best way to support this podcast is to head over to the iTunes bookstore or Google Play and purchase your copy of The Best Religion for the Task at Hand, a response to creationism and why humanism is morally superior to the Bible. You'll be engaged by it. Thank you for listening to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.